Welcome back to the spin-off with DJ Galvan. This is episode 2. And I'm recording on a lovely Sunday afternoon. Thing about Sundays is it's quieter compared to the rest of the days in the week. I don't know, there's something about the fact that it's Monday tomorrow, I guess. Uh, everybody's just a bit more calm, despite, well, maybe the anxiety of uh, going back to work or going back to school. For a lot of us, we uh, we do most of life on the weekdays. And when I say most of life, I mean we either have jobs, we have school to keep us busy. So Sunday is always a good time to just take it easy. Maybe get a drink or two. I don't know. Anywho, so recapping the previous week, it, uh, it was an interesting one. I seem to be losing my edge a bit. My creativity seems to be slipping away from me. <laughs> but uh, gladly, I was able to do something about it. And uh, yeah, it only goes to show that uh, when things get kind of challenging, all you need to do is keep working on it. You know, keep charging up the hill. Uh, well, that doesn't apply to everything, by the way. <laughs> but uh, for this uh, specific example I had in mind, at least, uh, that seems to be a good tactic. My Saturday was particularly interesting. So uh, just for context, uh, in case we have any listeners from the rest of the world, I am based in the Philippines. And I was fortunate enough to watch one of my favorite bands yesterday. So the band is called UDD, and uh, I'm such a huge fan of the music and the band members. I see them as my musical heroes. The last time I saw them live was in 2016. So uh, I, was, I was in college, if you could believe it, in 2016. And I belonged to an org, so an organization... Our org had a big event in Mall of Asia, if I'm not mistaken. Well, not Mall of Asia, but one of the conference halls in Mall of Asia. And UDD, back then they were called Up Dharma Down. They, uh, they performed together with a few other bands like Lenses. Lenses also played last night, by the way. Really great band as well. If you're into jazzy... Like the jazz, the jazz sound. I, I would say that for Lenses, their music is jazz with a modern twist. I, I don't even know if I'm making sense, but I guess you should just go check it out. Yeah, just check out Lenses and their music on all platforms available. So going back, uh, UDD and Lenses played back in 2016 in an event that my org hosted like at least the 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 Philippine constituent of that college org. I was one of the volunteers and it was unfortunate because their set was cut short. They only played two songs. The songs were Turn It Well and In Duck. It's funny cuz I've I've heard of UDD back then, but I've never seen them live. I never really I never really dove in head first into their music. But I was blown away by those two performances. I kept asking my org mates, 
hey, what's this song called? What's this song called? <laughs> because their music was just that great. And they were really good performers. And as a musician, and as an aspiring performing musician, you tend to get motivated by really great music and bands, artists even. So ever since 2016, I've been hooked. I've slowly immersed myself in their music. The first album I actually got into was Capacities. Uh, that had a lot of great songs in it. It has a certain attitude, I would say. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. Go listen to, go listen to their music. It's available on Spotify and most streaming platforms, I assume. It's crazy how four years later, I was finally able to see a full set, in a way. Uh, and I say in a way because I spoke with the bassist, uh, Paul Yap. And Paul basically told me that Army Miliare, the uh, vocalist, wasn't actually feeling well. So their set was cut short. If I'm not mistaken, they're, they played like six songs last night. And apparently it was supposed to be 10 or 13. Still not bad. I mean, it was really good music. You know, they, it was an amazing performance. To think that they pulled off that kind of quality, like that high level, to think they pulled off something that great last night, considering one of their members is sick i'm just wow i'm so blown away really i'm buzzing from still i'm still i'm still buzzing from last night it was a great night i met one of my college best friends and it, it's, it was good I, I was with my cousin and my brother as well it was a whole thing you know it's really great just enjoying music i fell in line for like two hours just to secure good seats you know i never do that Normally, I wouldn't mind standing, but hey, this is UDD, right? It's one of my favorite bands ever. I'm calling it. You tend to do a lot of things for for whatever it is you're fond of. I mean, whether you're fond of a person, you're fond of a philosophy, a way of life, an artist, a work of art, food, you know, you name it. You, you tend to go all in when it comes to things that you value, right? So... Last night was no different. I woke up rather late today and I realized, you yeah, know, maybe you should uh maybe I should record a podcast episode today. I mean, I now have a uh I've set up an email address for the podcast. I will include it in the description for the episode so you can send in questions or suggestions if you want to pitch a topic or you want to pitch yourself as a guest, really. Uh you can do that, I guess. To kind of commemorate the first time I saw UDD, I got my photo taken with Paul Yap, the bassist, last night. I had a picture with him too in 2016. Paul Yap, in my opinion, is a really good musician. And as an aspiring full-time artist, you know, you, you look for your heroes. And you allow your heroes to inspire you and help you create meaningful content you know so that was 2016 and a lot has happened in four years not just for myself but i'm sure for everybody i mean i don't want to like run down and take you all through everything that happened in the past four years but 2016 was part of a different decade 
compared to 2020. You know, uh, everybody went on January 1st, like a few days ago, everybody was calling it the new decade, which was weird because, you know, as a philosophy major, I was like, but then isn't this still part of a different decade somehow? I mean, why are we only measuring it from 20? 11 to 2019 or 2010 to 2019 maybe 2020 is still part of AI decade you know not necessarily the decade but eh, those are just thoughts <laughs> i started to think about segments in general i uh, want to feature content that i've you know like as i go through my daily routine my daily life i want to feature things that kind of sparked an interest in me the previous week so i don't have anything in particular this week i mean i just kept listening to podcasts music for the most part in terms of content that's all i consumed for the week i realized as well that i kind of want to i I don't know if there are any aspiring writers out there listening to the podcast right now but i actually want to Get into screenwriting? Is that the right term? Screenwriting? A screen a screenwriter or a scriptwriter. I guess the reason why I want to pursue screenwriting is it's it's very close to it's very close to my heart in a way. I like writing in general. I've been a features writer. I was busy I was uh, really into it, I think, 2017. Yeah, I've covered a few. Some of it's online, uh, if you want to check it out. I think I've mentioned in the previous episodes that I am a songwriter. And writing has just always been a big part of my life, I guess, that I want to explore something a bit different, though not too different at the same time. So yeah, screenwriting. I'm starting to get a few ideas for maybe a short film. I don't know. I don't want to like run before I could walk, but I see myself writing a film. You know, like I want to I want to do that. I want to I don't even want to delve into shows for now, like sitcoms or whatever. I just want to I just want to try to make my own short film at least in terms of the writing part. Not necessarily the uh you know, the part where you you direct everything, you, yeah, not exactly on the cinematography part, but yeah, DJ Galvan, the script writer, screenwriter. That's a, that's another notch to add <laughs> to the belt. You know, I used to, I used to kind of despise Sundays as a kid. Actually, not just as a kid, when I was younger in general. Um, the reason being, it's Monday the next day, you know? You go back to your life. Sad as it sounds, the weekday is kind of where most of life happens for a lot of people. I mean, we have 9 to 5 jobs. We have school. We have a lot of other things that keep us busy. So it's not really surprising for people to claim that most of their lives happen on the weekdays. And because of this, they tend to see weekends as a sort of escape. As a sort of break from their actual lives. 
you know, ideally, we should all be just living life 24-7. And when I say that, I mean, let's just work and have fun at the same time. 24-7. You know, life is hard enough as it is. Why compartmentalize the days? Why compartmentalize your lives that way, wherein you have to see the weekend as an escape? Why don't you just try to look at it differently? I don't know. It's just an idea, I guess. I mean, one way, personally, that you can sort of integrate your life that way would be to... So, for example, if you go to work and you have a 9 to 5, keep work matters within the 9 to 5. When you leave, do your best not to think about or worry about work anymore. I mean, I know a lot of executives that do this. They still worry. I guess it's part and parcel of the, you know, it's part of the role it's part of the level that they've attained. You know, they have to worry about things constantly. But I know a few ex- execs who can manage to really leave all the work problems in their 9 to 5. You know, maybe they're lucky or maybe they just really work hard to achieve that. But if you're worried about how your life seems to revolve more and your life seems to be going at a certain pace on the weekdays and you, you, you're you stressing out about how the weekend is your only escape, maybe it would be best to kind of introduce your weekend into your weekdays. And what I mean is you don't have to read only on the weekends, right? I mean, you can also read on the weekdays. I guess, you know, try to make time for it. Naturally, the traffic situation here, or actually everywhere, will always dictate that. But at least try, you know. If you want to check out a new podcast, maybe a podcast that goes by the name The Spin-Off with DJ. Doesn't even make sense, right, for me to pit to plug that in right now. But yeah, I think you know what I mean. If you want to check something out, you want to Google something that interests you, you want to read this article that you've bookmarked for like a while now you want to check out this new recipe you want to try eventually just do it do it on the weekday i mean for example if you leave by five you get out of work by five go somewhere a cafe a convenience store sit for a bit and give yourself five to fifteen minutes at the very least of time to immerse yourself for a bit on things that you're interested in doing in the week for you know don't leave it for the weekend anymore. Just, you know, dive into it. I used to be the same way. I uh, I made a lot of excuses, you know, uh, to some of my friends. A lot of them were responsible enough to ask me, so what are you doing now? Like, what are you doing about your situation wherein you keep complaining about how life is getting too heavy on the weekdays and you can't seem to find the time anymore. And, you know, I just decided to change things up. You know, not all is lost after all. Another thing to consider as well in terms of integrating your 
like your weekend life into the weekday life would be food. I mean, I see a lot of people, uh, mostly on social media, off to a great start, DJ. <laughs> but going back, uh, I see a lot of people in social media who tend to go all in in terms of food on the weekends. I mean, if you're really passionate about food and you want to, like, enjoy, try to do it on the weekdays, too. I mean, go for lunch. Have lunch at one of your favorite places. Uh, have dinner at your favorite places. Don't save it all for the weekend. Well, of course, the financials of it are a different matter. <laughs> but I think you know what I mean when I say that. You can you can definitely try to you can try to get some more weekend time by doing weekend stuff during the weekdays. I guess that's the main idea. I couldn't I couldn't stitch it together. <laughs> well done, self. The problem with I think the problem with living for the weekend is you tend to value the things that you do, the things you experience on the weekend. Like you value it and you consider that this is what life is supposed to be for you. You know, whether it's going to the beach. I, I don't know what people are into nowadays. You know, but for myself, uh, music, recording, writing, whether it's lyrics I'm writing or whatever music parts you don't have a lot of time i mean some of us may think we have so much time but if you really think long and hard you could be making better use of your time also on the weekdays i mean for a lot of us our jobs our day jobs are not things that we really want to do in life like I know a few folks who work in finance. They'd rather be doing something so unrelated, you know, but they have to do it because they have obligations. They have to feed themselves. They need to pay the bills, basically. And while that may be true, while that may be a truth in itself about our lives, I mean, be good to yourself enough that you would actually use your weekdays not just for that, but for great things as well. Great things that you love to do. I mean, when you can, listen to music that you really love. You don't have to deprive yourself of pleasures on the weekdays. There's just so much unused time. If you really delve into it, there's so much unused time on the weekdays. Whether it's on the commute going to work, the commute going home from work, when you get home. You know, rest is essential, definitely. Sleep is important. But just make sure that it's not taking over your life. Sleep. Because I guess, you know, anything... Too much of anything is actually bad. And too little of anything is also bad. So, maybe balance is key for these situations not going on a rant it's just and again i just remembered why i started launching into this topic you know uh maybe because 
I've had so much fun last night that I realized for myself, why can't I have as much fun on the weekdays, you know? Not that I want to be irresponsible about it, but I can make my days a bit more engaging for myself. I mean, just because I work a 9-to-5 job doesn't mean I can't have fun when I'm not engaged with that, right? Like, for myself, when I get home, I can at, le- at the very least commit 10, min- 10 to 15 minutes of writing. You know, I'm uh, just to share, I'm working on a poem right now. <laughs> it's, I laugh because I can't believe I'm actually trying to write a poem right now. It's not my thing, but I just feel like I want to do it. You know, I want to do it. I just want to do it, so I'm going to do it. I'm not going to tell you the title yet. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to keep it to myself for now. (laughs) And when it's ready, maybe I'll share it here on the podcast. Hopefully within season one. (laughs) I hope it doesn't take me that long. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing it in Tagalog though. So I don't know how to integrate it into this. Because I've been using English as my official medium for this podcast. But let's see. Uh, going back to UDD real quick, it's amazing how they've been around for trying to do the math in my head. 18 years, if I'm not mistaken. Like, from what I remember, this started in 2002. I will look that up real quick. Okay, my bad. So, UDD started in 2004. So, they've been around for like 16 years now. It's amazing how they've built this fan base in that span of time the venue was packed last night i have to say it was really packed when uh and i know it was packed because when they ended their set a huge chunk a huge chunk of the people in the venue actually left already They didn't even stay for the third act. Maybe for myself, I want something like that. You know, uh, I don't want to like mirror exactly the way their careers panned out. But I would like to achieve something like that for myself as a budding songwriter. (laughs) Aspiring performing artist. You know, really just just put in the work, uh, write music, and perform here and there. Just, you know, have fun with it. I've been labeled as a very serious person by a lot of folks. And uh, they always get surprised when they eventually find out that I'm not, like, super serious. I just look serious uh, for the most part. And I say say that because their judgment mainly comes from judging the cover, not the book, if you know what I mean. Like, I am serious about so many things in life. If you know me on a deeper level, you'd agree with what I just said. But for the most part, I also like to just, you know, not take myself too seriously at times. I have a certain brand of humor uh, that, you know, I like to think I have a certain brand of humor as well that doesn't necessarily cater to the idea of me being super serious. So, yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but... (laughs) This is why you need to outline, folks. The power of outlining. It's important. It's important that you outline. It eliminates dead air. It eliminates the pauses. The mental pauses. Yeah. 
eliminates a lot of dead air and dead weight. Recently, I've been watching this show called The Good Place, and one of the things that really stood out for me in that show is their heavy use of philosophy, ethics in particular. And since I've been trying to, you know, brand this podcast as a philosophy-themed one in its own way, I want to talk about the trolley problem real quick. The trolley problem was introduced by Philippa Foote in 1967, like at least the modern version of it. So the trolley problem basically is a thought experiment. I'd call it that. I'd call it a thought experiment. And the idea is you are on a nearby train track. Or rather, there's a... So the idea with the trolley problem is there's a train track nearby and you you have the ability to switch the lanes. You have the ability to change the direction of the train. Now, if you leave the train as it is, five people will get hit by it and die. But on the flip side, like on the other side, there is one person on the track. So some some wise people... <laughs> Uh, or rather, some people who are trying to be smart instantly try to get out of the thought experiment by saying, but then can't I just warn them? No, you can't. Like, that's the that's the thing behind this thought experiment. Like, you just have to accept the setup that there is five and then there is one. If you let the train go as is, you will hit five and ultimately kill them. Or you could choose to hit one person so it gets complicated because for one it kind of poses a big problem in terms of morality and ethics you know because if you let the train kill five people is it is it any less ethical compared to choosing to kill one person you know so it's funny because i guess in life we also have situations like that I mean, forgive me, philosophy majors, forgive me, philosophy folks, if uh, that um, example or that excerpt was quite simple. I, I don't know how to, yeah, I've, I've never really focused too much on this specific aspect. But, but, you know, one of the interesting things about it is, I guess in life, we tend to find ourselves in situations like that. You know, do I just sit idly by and let the world run its course or do i choose to do something that has possible implications too you know because for one choosing to pull the lever and kill one person let the train go and hit one person your intention was to save five people but in reality you still end up killing one person now, if you were utilitarian or, you know, I don't know how to explain utilitarianism quickly, but let me try. <laughs> but what I remember from utilitarianism is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. In terms of, also in terms of like the amount of happiness achieved. And then, yeah, there's another, there's the other thing where you just let the train run its course. You didn't do anything and five people died because of your inability to do something. It's one of the more interesting thought experiments out there, I would say, because there, there have been many variations of it. But in life, 
you know, what are we? Like, are we just supposed to sit idly by? Of course, some people would instantly say, no, we're supposed to do things, right? But sometimes when you do things, you end up, you end up not doing good. You know, it's as if it doesn't even matter anymore what your intentions were. Because a lot of times, even if your intentions were good, or even if your intentions never indicated any semblance of doing wrong, you still end up doing wrong. It still comes out as if you were trying to hurt people or you were trying to destroy things. This is just an observation. This is not coming from a personal place. (laughs) For example, my favorite uh, modern-day dilemma is the reusable straw. So, to be honest, I don't even know why straws were invented in the first place. I'm sure you guys or some of you guys know the history behind it, so please feel free. But in recent years, it has been confirmed that plastic straws among many other plastic things that we use in, in everyday life, actually cause a lot of harm for our sea creature pals. Some, of, some, uh, some turtles, some fishes, or whatever, you know, other sea creatures. Some sea creatures actually ingest plastic straws and plastic things, and it ultimately leads to their demise. It's pretty sad, because I highly doubt that Whoever invented the straw thought of making the straw so it could kill sea creatures when it was disposed of. I I think there was just an idea to make things quote-unquote easier in terms of drink consumption and the possible repercussions of it weren't considered anymore. I think that's what happened. So now, in recent years, in the previous decade, wow, feel like an old person there. In the previous decade, much has been done to address the... um, the plastic straw controversy so people started coming up with reusable straws and for a while everything seemed fine i guess a lot of people bought into the uh, reusable straw fad a lot of people started i know i know a few people personally who advocate for the reusable straw strongly but eventually there was an argument built against the reusable straw and this time the argument was painted to, as an attack against capitalism now because they're saying that uh, companies are now taking advantage of the plastic straw controversy in life to commodify another aspect of everyday life. You know, because if you take away one thing, you're kind of, you kind of need to replace it with another thing. I don't even know if I'm making sense anymore at this point, but... The idea is there's something about the production of metal straws or reusable straws that are also harmful. I admit I need to do more research on that, but I thought to mention this still, even though I'm not fully read up on it, because to me, it just seems like, can we ever do anything right in this life? I mean, somebody thought of inventing the straw as a way to make things easier for drink consumption. At least that's how I'd like to think of straws. I... I don't think straws were invented as a tool to kill sea animals. I don't think so. I don't think some evil genius sat in a lab and brainstormed tirelessly for months on end about a new device. A very simple contraption that could 
kill sea animals when it was disposed of after being used by people. I don't think that was the case. But here we are now. We can't run away from the fact that straws are actually harmful to the environment, right? I mean, as the rest of plastic. But now there, there's this other group of people who advocate for a different approach. They advocate for reusable. For the reusable. And when I say the reusable, I mean, in general, you know, like bring your own sp- Bring your own utensils when you eat outside. Bring your own straws. You know, if you really can't live without straws, just bring your own straws. The idea is there was a problem. And then a group of people came together and tried to address the problem. But ultimately, the very fact that they addressed the problem caused another problem. So I feel like we're barreling towards an endless cycle here of problems and solutions and creating more problems. You know, will we ever solve any of the problems we come up with or we encounter? I don't think so. But it's just a bit sad to... And yes, that's life, but hear me out. It's just sad how no matter how you try to do good things or you try to do some good in this world, you ultimately end up doing something that destroys it even at least a little bit too. It's almost as if there's no clean way or ultimately clean way of going about things anymore. And I don't know if that's idealistic. I mean, my response, to be honest, to this whole straw thing, if you can, why, why not just... For example, if you're in a fast food chain, like if you're, like, I don't know, if you're in one of your favorite fast food places and... You order a drink, let's say it's soda or juice, iced tea, whatever the hell people are drinking nowadays. You can choose not to use a straw. Like, that in itself kind of prevents the problem or the dilemma from occurring in the first place. Like, just don't use straws. But I'm sure somebody somewhere will be able to come up with an argument against that. You know, and I'm not here to, like, confront anybody in general who really wants to push for straws. Like, by all means, right? That's your life. But what I really want to focus on here with all these mentions of issues and dilemmas, it feels like there is no way out. Dun, 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 dun. I really hope that sounded well. As a musician, I hope that sounded well. I hope me singing a tragic chord progression. No, it's not a chord progression. I hope me singing a tragic part, a tragic musical part, actually sounded good. I can't wait to listen to that again. (laughs) But yeah. Shall we now? Shall we now concede that everything is fucked? Shall we? I mean, if you really think about it, yes, everything is fucked. I mean, I know a lot of folks, you know, uh, friends of mine, relatives even, who are actually, well, close to my age, at least. They're not thinking about having children anymore. Because they don't want to bring kids into this kind of life. And what am I talking about? 
There's a new war brewing somewhere. <laughs> the world is so chaotic in its own way. In its own unique way, it's chaotic. You know, there are so many things happening globally that provoke world peace, even in a small way. And these folks of mine just can't bring themselves to take a child into, you know, they just can't take it upon themselves to bring a child into this world. Some would argue that we're more inclusive as people now compared to, I I don't know, maybe 30, 40 years ago. I can't weigh in on whether that's true or not because I don't have the capacity to re- truly compare. I don't have the time and the resources to really compare, but I'd like to pose the question anyway. Are we really more inclusive nowadays? Because I feel like if we were able to eliminate something wrong about the past, we've created new problems for this generation. We've created new problems for our time. You know, social media. My, I was speaking with my cousin last night after the gig, and we both agreed on how Facebook is so fucking toxic because people now use it as a platform for toxicity. It doesn't even matter if it's political in nature or personal in nature. People just use it as a platform now for toxicity. But if I think when it was... You know, when it was still being conceived, I don't think it was meant to... I don't think it was meant to be that. It just evolved into this whole other thing. And people are holding the creators accountable to try and correct the mistakes that came about because of their creation. Which I think is kind of funny because we also brought this upon ourselves. You know, I I like a quote from uh, somewhere... Like, I heard this quote. I forgot if it was in philosophy class. And as I say that, I look fondly on my time as a philosophy major back in my campus. Those were simpler times for me. Well, actually, no. Those were more complex times for me, but I was happy. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a philosophy friend of mine. I forgot the name. I don't forgot if it was a boy or a girl, whatever. This person basically said that Freedom is not necessarily a good thing as well. In fact, sometimes it's better to not be totally free. Like, absolute freedom is not even that good of a thing if you come to think about it. And at first, I was like, what? But then, that sucks. Because what if I want to have a cheeseburger for lunch? And then for dinner, I want to have dumplings. I don't want my food choices to be dictated onto me. I don't want my food choices to be dictated to me. Like, I, if I want to do Asian and European in one day, I will do Asian and European in one day. But then, a few years later, upon giving it much thought, I realized that person may have had a point and may continue to have a point to this day. Sometimes, too much... F- well, yeah, I go back to what I said. Too much of anything is bad, and too little of anything is also bad. So maybe freedom shouldn't be exempt from that, right? I mean, can you imagine a world where everybody's just free to do whatever the fuck they want? (laughs) Right? I mean, it's crazy. Some people will just kill. Some people will steal. Some people will release shitty music. (laughs) Some people will 
keep uh, creating irresponsible content. Some people will allow meaningless content to pervade society. And I'm not sure I'm happy with the thought of that. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not particularly comforted by, by that fact. It almost makes me want to disappear. Because I don't want to participate in a life that's like that. I mean, there's just so much, there's just so much to consider. I guess that's all I'm saying. <sighs> that was pretty heavy. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, listener. If you've made it to this point, you are comparing episode two to episode one. I had a guess. That episode is 100 times lighter compared to this one. <laughs> but, you know, I... Apart from the guestings and getting to know my guests, I also want to use this space as a platform to have meaningful conversations with you. I mean, don't wait, and I go back to my previous point in this episode, don't wait for the quote-unquote weekend to think about things like this. Things that matter. You know, you don't need to reserve your deep talks, or I even hate the fact that it's called deep talks. It, just be, it should just be called talks. Or it should just be called a talk, you know? <laughs> don't wait for a Saturday night wherein you are drunk for you to have a meaningful conversation with yourself, even with other people. Don't wait for that. Use the time in every day of your life. Use even just a little bit to truly think about everything that's happening. What am I advocating for? I don't know. <laughs> but I know what I'm not advocating for. I'm not advocating for the things that I observe and see everywhere else you know i am not advocating for hypocrisy i am not advocating for hurting people i am not advocating for being a burden to other people but you know what the sad thing is i've been a burden to people i've hurt people i've been a hypocrite too i'm sure of it at some point in my life despite having this innate uh, this innate movement to not be that to other people. And I'm sick of the cycle. You know, my producer, who I will have in this podcast eventually, once told me, just do it, man. He, um, he's into weightlifting, my producer, and his favorite weightlifters, no, one of his favorite weightlifters his name is John North, apparently had this quote. Love your life or change it. And in one of our conversations, in one of our realest conversations as producer and artist, and above all friends, really good friends, he told me, you know what? If you're not happy with the way things are going, do something about it. Love it or change it. Applying it to music? You don't like the chord progression? Come up with a new one! You don't like the melody that you're singing it over with? Change it! Like, shake it up! 
If you don't like the guitar solo you're playing over your wonderful rhythm guitar track, then change it. I feel like it's not that difficult. It shouldn't be too difficult to take action on things that really matter to you. And as a sort of service to myself, I am choosing to just do more this year and beyond. This isn't just some sort of January thing. I'd like to think that from now on, I'll just start doing things. I'll start achieving things. I'm not going to wait for people to give me handouts or opportunities. Yeah, I'll just go for it. I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. You know, because in a world as meaningless as this, you know, we don't have a lot of, we don't have a lot of options left. You know, if you know what I mean. The, the polar ice caps are melting every day, each day that passes by. Some people are predicting that certain areas of the world will, will be underwater come a certain time. You know, we just... There is a sort of urgency now to find your purpose in life and work towards achieving that. You know, so let's not waste time. Let's... If you've been putting off that book <laughs> that you've always wanted to read, you know what? After listening to this, or maybe right now, stop this podcast or put me on pause, whatever. Actually, please put me on pause. Don't stop it. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Go to your favorite bookstore. Buy it. I don't care if it's a thousand pesos or I don't know how much that is in dollars. But just go for it. Just read read the book you've been wanting to read. Um, If you've been starving yourself for that cupcake, you know what? If you've been doing a good enough job for a while, just take take a break and... Have a cupcake. <laughs> How original. But yeah, just... I hope I'm not coming across as some sort of profit here or uh, or whatever. But I'm just... I'm just advocating for the point that life is short. And let's do meaningful things with our time. Yes, life gets in the way. And by life, I mean... We have obligations, we have bills to pay, we have to feed ourselves. But let's be good to ourselves as well. Let's not allow our passions our passions let's not allow our passions in life to just pass us by. Pun intended. You know, let's also work on them. These things do not just come to us after all, out of nowhere. We also choose our passions. I mean I I chose music. I could have gone for something else, mind you. But I chose music. It's what I want to be... It's what I want to do. Eventually, I will build my discography. And that's not wishful thinking. That's me stating a fact. Eventually, maybe in 10 years... 5 to 10 years, you'll just see it out there. The DJ Galvan discography. Whether it's on Spotify or whatever platform. Because I choose... To do it. I choose to live a life wherein I am a musician. I am a singer-songwriter who is creative. I love books. I love creative stuff. I have non-plebeian tastes, as an old English teacher of mine used to say. And I choose that life. I choose to not be mediocre. I choose to do good. I choose to do good things. And... As mentioned, you know, our 
our actions may not always get us the best results. But I think if you stay true enough to yourself and you're responsible about it, you're already doing way more than other people choose to. Wow, that was a long episode. I hope my voice isn't too loud. I mean, I don't live alone. I got my folks here. <laughs> it's a peaceful Sunday afternoon after all. A lot of them are catching up on sleep. But this has been nice. And allow me to thank you guys. You know, if I haven't alienated you enough for you to leave or stop playing this podcast. If you're still here at this point listening, allow me to thank you. Thank you because... In a way, you have chosen to listen to me. And I, in turn, choose to listen to you. I'm getting good at the transitions. I say that because, again, if I haven't mentioned yet, I now have, I've created a, uh, a way for us to communicate. So I've set up an email address. I'll leave it in the description of the episode. I mean, send me an email. Like, tell me your thoughts. If you have any pitches for topics segments even because i'm looking to yeah i'm looking to you know include segments eventually uh keep this whole podcast well-rounded you know some days will be a little too serious but some days we'll just have fun with it really i I just want to open this podcast to people who want to have a conversation you know and you if you've got something to say and you feel like you don't have the platform to do so you know what let's let's talk about it let's perhaps we can arrange something this has been great really i'm looking forward to having you again for episode three thank you guys for uh putting up with uh, me in this episode and for putting up with me in general for the past few episodes <laughs> if i know you personally for putting up with me in life Fitching! can't believe i just made a sound effect you know, let's keep it real, guys. Let's stay authentic. Let's let's just do things. Let's just go for things responsibly. You know. Once again, this has been episode two of the spin-off with DJ Galvan, and I'll see you in the next one.